Well, hello, I am Matt Williamson. Good to talk to you again. Hope everyone had a lovely Easter weekend, holiday weekend. Um, this one's not going to be super Steeler-centric. I want to talk a little bit about Odell going to the rival Ravens. And my buddy Todd McShay put out his top 100 players for this draft. I want to buzz through that as well. So starting with Odell, um, I still think he can play. I mean, I know that's a little bit of a – people are hard on him. Uh, yeah, why would you invest in this guy? And that's – I think the investment's crazy, though. I mean, he, he, I'll read off what I have contract-wise. It's a one-year contract up to $18 million. But $15 million of it's guaranteed. I mean, you're giving this guy $15 million minimum. It's really the only big move the Ravens have made. Now, I wonder, you know, I'm trying to peel back the curtain here. Have they told him Lamar's going to be back? Lamar's going to be gone? Obviously, Odell's asking that. And and a step further, if Lamar's gone or, well, if Lamar's back, what style of offense are you guys playing here in Baltimore? Are you going to throw the ball to wide receivers? You know, you really don't historically. But we've also seen Bolden, Steve Smith, Mason, Guys that have had really nice careers go here in the twilight of their time and do well. And I'm sure that's a selling point that Harbaugh presented to Odell. You know, you could come be a mentor to Bateman and maybe a draft pick. You're the senior member of the room and a much, you know, important cog to the offense. $15 million guaranteed for him, though, sounds insane. You know, it just seems like way, way too much. Is that going to get in the way of the Lamar stuff? You know, just finances, you know, financially, they just signed Roquan. Is it an indication that their salary cap money is not going to Lamar? That it's going to go somewhere else? I don't know. I don't want to look into that too much. I mean, I, I think I'm, you know, got the tinfoil hat on with that. But clearly, Odell had the conversation, of course, with the Ravens of what's the quarterback plan? What's the offensive structure plan? Now, what kind of player is Odell? There was a stretch, I mean, early in his career. I mean, we're talking mid-2010s, that he was, in my opinion, right behind A.B. and Julio Jones as the best wide receiver in the league at a very young age. I still think he's really good. You know, just what I saw with him with the Rams, including going to that Super Bowl run, he was hurt in the Super Bowl. So it's quite a while since he's been injured, you know, since the injury took place. I assume he's healthy. But I thought he was still a force. I mean, not one of the best receivers in the league, but a really strong number two and a nice addition to any offense. But it's been a while. And I mean, these are the number of games he's played throughout his career. In in that season with the Rams, he was traded from Cleveland. He played six games for the Browns in 2021 and eight games for the Rams. I thought those eight for the Rams were impressive. And again, he tore his ACL in the Super Bowl, but that was two Super Bowls ago. Year before that in Cleveland, seven games. That's it. His first year in Cleveland, he played 16 games and had a decent season, went over 1,000 yards. That's the only time minus 2016. There's only been two years. He came in the league in 2014, was his rookie year. There's only two seasons where Odell has played the full season. He played 16 games in 2016 and 16 games in 2019. As a rookie, he played 12. He missed one game as a second-year player, played all, as I mentioned, in 2016, only played four in 2017, and only played 12 his last year in New York. So my big problem is age, and he is 30, turns 31 during the season in November. 
But that's not as much as durability. I mean, there's a lot of good 30-year-old receivers out there still getting it done. And he's remarkably talented, and he has the total package. I see the addition. They need a guy like him. I just don't understand the money for somebody as volatile as Beckham is durability-wise. I'm not even talking about his relationship with the Browns and distractions and things like that. But they sure needed a receiver. I can picture a world where... Mark Andrews, Odell, Bateman, who I still really like, and a first or second round pick, are there pass catchers there? Sounds pretty good. And I'm on board with that. Just the price seems a little crazy. And I don't want to look too much into it, but I am very interested of what does this mean next for the Ravens? You know, what kind of offense are they going to play? I've told you guys many times, I think that's, you know, Harbaugh and the staff has looked at the way they've played offense since Lamar took over and realizing that style is probably running its course, that we do need to throw the ball to receivers and outside the numbers. And this is a good indicator that that's that I'm right about that. But to what degree, Todd Monken to me is a very good offensive mind. I'm sure he has ideas and it's going to look different no matter who the quarterback is. It's a good pickup on the field. I just think it's a really expensive pickup, to be honest with you. So, it's somewhat of a game changer. I mean, but, you know, uh, considering the need they had there, it's, it's a nice pickup. But, boy, it's a lot of money. $15 million guaranteed for a one-year deal. All right, we'll be back. I want to talk about this top 100 list and where the Steelers fit in on that as well. So, as mentioned, ESPN's Todd McShay put out his top 100, and he puts them in tiers. Tier 1, Tier 2, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And Todd and I were hired actually the same day at ESPN, way back when. Todd's a friend. He's a good dude. He does really good work. We were part of the Scouts, Inc. group, if you remember back when, and then ESPN signed us all. There was like eight of us, and most of us were former Scouts. And I used to go to Senior Bowls with Todd. Um, you know, worked indirectly with him, but we were all hired together, about eight or 10 of us at ESPN hired together, geez, way back when, that was 20 years ago or so. Anyway, enough of that. Todd does good work, his bottom line, and I like him and I like his work. So these are his tiers. So in tier one, he only has two guys, Bryce Young, Bijan Robinson. So I give Todd all the credit in the world for putting Robinson in tier one because he's a tier one running back. This is, that doesn't imply he's going to go in the top two picks or even in the first round. He's going to be a first round pick. But if you're just putting grades on players, which is what they're doing here, he gives them a 95 each out of 100. I think you have to do that. You know, I mean, what more can Robinson do? That doesn't mean you're drafting him that high, but he is a tier one player without question. And I think he's the only one that competes with Jalen Carter, who I would have in tier one as well, as the best football player in this draft. So those are his tier one guys. Apparently, he is higher on Bryce Young than any of the other quarterbacks. And Robinson's also a tier one guy. So tier two, though, Stroud is a 94. Will Anderson's a 94. Jalen Carter's a 94. So he's grading these guys out of 100. The first two are 95s. These guys are 94s. Therefore, they're tier two guys. He has nine or seven prospects in tier two. 
none of whom, if I were you as Steeler fans, would get too attached to. That's C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, Tyree Wilson, Devin Witherspoon, Peter Skoronsky, Christian Gonzalez, in that order. And frankly, those guys are pretty much any draft they come out are first-round picks. Um, they're not going to be Steelers unless there's a trade-up or something crazy happens. So here's where you're shopping in round one if you're the Steelers. Is he has 12 guys as tier three dudes. And these guys have either a 91 or a 90 grade. Anthony Richardson. I'm actually growing fonder and fonder of Richardson. Lucas Van Ness, Nolan Smith, Broderick Jones, Dalton Kincaid, Will Levis. I'm growing less and less fond of Will Levis. Paris Johnson, Darnell Wright, everyone's favorite, Joey Porter Jr., my favorite, Jackson Smith and the Jigba, Michael Mayer, tight end out of Notre Dame, and Zay Flowers, who I kind of adore now as well. So some of the names there to consider at 17, Van Ness and Nolan Smith, although I don't think either one's a great fit, but they're disruptive football players. Jones and Johnson, the premier tackles. I think Wright's in the same tier as those guys, but I just don't want to draft the right tackle, as I've told you guys. Porter, of course, will be in the mix. Smith Najigba, to me, is a run-to-the-podium guy. Um, Flowers, I would much rather prefer at 32 than 17, but again, I love them. So here's another pile of 24 Tier 2 guys, and I'll speed this up. I just want you to get an idea of tiering players, to me, is useful. You know, like, this is the, the aisle I'm shopping in at 32. This is the aisle I'm shopping in at 17. You're not shopping in those top two tier aisles. It's a little pricier than what you have in your wallet, you know? So those guys are out of the picture. So here are my, or Todd's, uh, top tier four players. Collage Cansey from Hail to Pit, Miles Murphy, Will McDonald, Deontay Banks, Quinton Johnston, Jordan Addison, Jameer Gibbs, Emmanuel Forbes, Darnell Washington, Felix Anujay Uzoma, I always kill his first name. My apologies, my apologies, Felix. Keon White, Hendon Hooker, Osiris Torrance, Joe Tipman, Jalen Hyatt, Brian Branch, Mazzy Smith, Antoine Harrison, DJ Turner, uh, Adivore from Northwestern, John Michael Schmitz, Keanu Benton, Brian Brise, and BJ Ozolari. So there's a really good chance that two of those names I just spit out will be Steelers in the second round. Maybe even three of them will come from that. Who knows? But we just named 45 players so far. There's a really good chance all three of the Steelers' first picks have been mentioned at this point, which is pretty nice. You know, If you can get three picks out of the top four tiers of players in a draft, you're going to be a better football team. I like a lot of these guys in this group too. This is Todd's tier five guys. 19 players in there. Kylie Ringo, Dewan Jones, Luke Musgrave, both of whom I'm higher on than Todd, Julius Brents, Steve Avilia, he was in for a visit, Jack Campbell, Cody Monk, Cedric Tillman, Jonathan Mingo, two big-bodied receivers I like a lot, uh, Sam Laporta, Drew Sanders, Trenton Simpson, Cam Smith, pretty low on Cam Smith, 58th prospect overall, Byron Young from Tennessee, Isaiah Foskey, Antonio Johnson, Tui, Tula, Tula Pope, Tula Pope, Tutu. Oh boy, I just butchered that. He's not for me. I haven't learned his name. I'm hoping he's not a stealer. Not that he's a terrible player. Just don't see the fit. Guy I'm getting more and more fond of, you Penn State fans are probably familiar, is Brenton Strange, the tight end from Penn State, and Zach Charbonnet, 
kind of the consensus third running back. So tier six, we will uh, you know go through these pretty quick. But just to give you an idea of tiers, big list here. We're down to 36 names in tier six. Josh Downs, Matthew Bergeron, both of whom would be excellent Steelers. Tyreek Stevenson, he was in for a visit. Derek Hall, Jalen Duncan, Rashad White, Riley Moss, Jair Brown, another Penn Stater. Dalen, Dalen, Dion Henley, A.T. Perry, Devin A-Chain, uh, Ulo Watini from Michigan, their center, Ika, Ika from Baylor, Jaden Reed, T- Tucker Craft. I mean, Tucker Craft is the 79th best player. He's my fifth tight end, and he's a really good prospect. Back to my tight end love. Sidney Brown, uh, Wright, the corner from Oregon State, Tyler Scott from Cincinnati, uh, Hodges Tomlinson, Luke Whipler, Marvin Mims, Jake Hayner, next quarterback, Clark Phillips, Isaiah McGuire's an interesting edge from Missouri, uh, Robinson's an edge from Ole Miss, I need more outside linebacker, Tajay Spears, Jordan Battle, Brake Freeland, Nathaniel Dell, Dorian Williams is a linebacker I really like out of Tulane. If you get him at the 94th pick, I'd be very happy about that. Same with Jatavis Martin, another safety from Illinois at 95. Uh, Henry Tototo is another inside linebacker in the mid-rounds I think would fit really well. Ricky Stromberg's a center that seems to be gaining a lot of steam as well. New Steeler's brother, Nick Herbig, the outside linebacker from Wisconsin. I could absolutely see him being a Steeler. And Coburn, a defensive tackle from Texas, and a safety we talked about already, who was in for a visit, Daniel Scott from Cal. So those are Todd's top 100 players. You know, assuming the Steelers look at it at all similarly, you're probably going to get a Tier 3 guy in the first round, you know, something along those lines. I think the Tier 2 guys are gone. You would love to get a Tier 3 guy at 32. That seems unlikely since there's only 21 of them here, you know, 21 guys at that point. But then you're probably getting two, maybe even three, Tier 4 guys. So... Steelers are set up well. A lot of names there to like. If, if there's by chance somebody you want me to dig into deeper between now and the draft, you know, just shoot me a text or whatever. You know, tweet me, and we'll be back tomorrow. All right, man. Over now. 